We all know that angst when there are things we just don't know how to talk about. You know, the things we keep secrets about, like our sexuality. We're Sean and Helena Bonito, and we welcome you to the Secret Habit Podcast. We find it so hard to find couples willing to talk about sex and how to live out God's design for sexuality. This is why we are here, to be that couple for you. Relational challenges around sex can be so awkward to talk about. That is why this podcast is all about authenticity with a heavy dose of fun. We want you to experience hope that inspires change. The kind of change that helps you laugh stronger, laugh harder, and sex better. Let's go! Hey, today we are answering a client's question of what are the do's and the don'ts in recovery for a husband going through pornography addiction healing and for a wife or spouse going through betrayal trauma recovery healing. And it's so funny, Helena, like we're like the worst case study because we did all the don'ts because we didn't have any guidance, right? Yeah, we did all the don'ts and we didn't do the do's. Yeah, it's just we had no idea. We had no one speaking no. into our life. We didn't know about podcasts that would be talking about stuff yeah. like we're going to talk about today. So like, it was truly, a disaster. Yeah, yeah. So <laughs> truly, it's like this episode is like, let our failures be your success. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. We truly speak from our experiences to like what we wish we would have done and what we wish we would have not done that would uh, make it so much uh, more respectful time to you know that we were in recovery and kind of learning and growing together and yeah like we wish we would have known that and so that's why we are also um making this podcast because yeah we really want our our failures to be your success yeah totally and a plug for our failures being your success is we offer coaching and programs now because we've gone through all the things of like don't do that and that doesn't work and that didn't work for me. That didn't work for us. And everything we do today is based around, wow, like we were definitely misled a lot and went mm-hmm. astray and did a lot of stupid stuff. So my one-on-one coaching, my group coaching is all based around offering guys what worked for me and what works for others. And Helena's program on betrayal trauma is the same concept of what worked for her and what she did with her clients before going on maternity leave. So I'm going to link those service links in the description, in the show notes so that you guys have those. But let's start talking about some of the do's and don'ts for Typically, I would say this this is coming from a, a couple's perspective because yes. a couple asked the question, mm-hmm. but it's these like these are applicable to anybody, right? Oh, absolutely. Like I think, uh, you know, if you if you find yourself in a spot with uh, with a partner and you guys are trying to figure out uh, healing from the effects of pornography, this is really really huge. So maybe if you even if you want to, you can take notes or just like kind of jot down somewhere some of your reflections from what we're going to be talking about uh we're trying to make it more conversational (laughs) like just to make it a bit more um digestible just to try to have a conversation more about that but um i think it would be great to start with some of the some of the don'ts the don'ts um and then some of the do's so i i would love to hear from you sean what what would you what would you like somebody said to you like 
I would actually ask, like, love to ask you, what、mm. would you wish you know, that you would have not done、uh, in recovery when you and I were you know, really healing from the effects of pornography? Yes, good question. So, the first thing that comes to my mind because you're making it personal now is I wish that I didn't think I was better than I was.、Mm-hmm. So, like, one of the biggest things, one of the biggest don'ts is don't think you're further along than you are. Don't think you're better than you are. Don't think you're smarter than you are. Scripture talks about that. And it's like, I thought I was so much better than I actually was.、Mm-hmm. I thought I had way more freedom than I actually had when I was like three months sober. I thought I was so good.、Mm-hmm. And that made me prideful. It made me, yeah, it made me a jerk, I would say, in some ways. It led to a lot of good things. Like I kept in my recovery. But the, the key is like, don't get prideful,、mm-hmm. stay humble. Mm-hmm. And, and I'm sure you saw that, hun, where it's like, oh, yeah. Oh, Sean is really、uh, prideful. It was, it was crazy because I remember like, you just dumped all this garbage on me of like, what you, like, all the lies. And it's just like, it was like this garbage I was like, carrying it in my backpack now, like, that I had to, I just kind of didn't know what to do with it. And, um, Yeah, I, and it's just like, like Sean was just like feeling so light, and because he just dumped all this garbage on me, and he felt amazing about himself, and that led to pride. And then I felt like he just like dumped all that garbage on me, and then I had to deal with that. And that was just like, yeah, it just felt like really unfair、uh, in that season. Uh, because I, I wasn't feeling well, and he wasn't fe- able to feel compassion because he was feeling pride.、Mm-hmm. Yes, 100%. And you know what? Like, I had a lot of pride too. Like, just like that is a big don't for women in betrayal trauma as well because we could just feel like this is, this is like, oh, I don't need anything. Like, I don't need help. I don't need. You know, like, I'm fine like this. I'm just gonna figure it out on my own. It's his problem. He brought this here, so I don't need to deal with anything.、Um, you know, like, just, just kind of, or, or nobody understands. I think that's the biggest thought. Like, nobody understands. Nobody understands my situation. And you know what? I can just figure it out on my own. I can just, like, you know, it's his problem.、Mm-hmm. So, this is a big, and that's. That's a prideful thing. Like, you're just saying you're just too good for help. You're too good for anything. And so just, um, and I, I would say that that was totally a prideful thing. Like, I thought that nobody can really understand. Um, sometimes it's in- intimidating also. Like, okay, one th- thing is pride. And another thing is it's pretty intimidating to, um, to ask for help sometimes. You know, sometimes you just think that. Like, it's gonna make you weak or like less than because you are asking for help, or somebody's gonna look at you differently because you're telling them your story. And so, but that's actually what keeps us away from connections, community,、uh, healing is that that kind of lie. So,、mm-hmm. yeah, that would be also a big don't for women.、Mm-hmm. Yeah, totally. So, Seems like pride is common, mm-hmm.、Um, mm-hmm. even a sense of denial. Yes. Yeah. Yeah, yeah like a man could get into denial that he's not free, he's just sober. Like that word freedom can become quite loose. Like a lot of, I hear a lot of guys have like 10 days of not watching porn, and they're like, I have 10 days of freedom.、Mm-hmm. It's like, ah, 
<laughs> Yikes. And I'm sure I was there as well. Yeah. Yeah. Not thinking I'm better than I am. So that's kind of don't number one for maybe each thing, pornography and then betrayal trauma. Mm-hmm. Um, do you want to go just all the don'ts and then we'll talk about the do's? Yes. Let's yeah. do that. So don't number two might be different depending on mm-hmm. the the struggle. Um, but I think like don't defend yourself mm-hmm. is a big one. It's so easy to defend myself in a way of like, oh, like I'm I'm this much sober. I'm I'm doing this now. I'm totally different person. Don't you see that? Like, mm-hmm. and then like the betrayal trauma, the traumatized spouse is like, you just spent twenty years lying to me. Mm-hmm. So don't defend yourself. Don't justify. Again, don't think you're doing better than you are. It goes back mm-hmm. to that same thing, but it's a, an extra layer of don't, don't defend yourself. You 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 messed up. Mm-hmm. You have no right to defend yourself. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. What well, do you think about that? Huh? In terms yeah, of someone going through betrayal trauma. Yeah, I think that's super helpful. I think uh, the important part, I, I, like when it comes to recovery, just my part, like the don't is, okay, if they said and they're going through healing, they have a coach, don't, please don't go through their own journals through their phones, through whatever. Like, that's not your job. Like, that's their... uh, Like, look, I totally understand the feeling of you want to know the truth again. I totally understand. But going through their journal without their permission is like, you're really... Like, just tell me, is that integrous? Is that integrous thing to do? Um, I have done that and I really regretted that. Um, that was just super unintegrous and it actually led to further problems because what I was really doing was I was paint shopping. I was looking for a way to basically even feel more pain. And um, I wasn't trusting. I wasn't trusting the Lord. I wasn't trusting Sean and I wasn't trusting. Um, it was just natural. I wasn't trusting Sean. Um, but I, you know what, my job in that season was to trust the Lord and to trust also that he had coaches around him. He had people around him that were helping him and he was going through a process that was personal and there were things, you know what, there are things in their journey that they actually like, that's not fair. Like if you're writing something personal in your journal, um, that is even for you as a woman. Like, sometimes you don't want somebody to share that with. Like, even your husband. Like, there are things that, uh, like, maybe they just want to process with the Lord and with the community. Like, the, the things that you're dealing with with your coach. And so, trusting, trust peace. Maybe you don't trust your husband in that season that he's going to do what he says he's going to do. But you need to learn to trust the Lord mm-hmm. and his process and praying for your husband. And to learn to trust the, the you know, to learn to trust, which it goes to do's. But yeah, learn to trust the, the coach. I'm going to be talking a bit more about that. But it's like really don't go into their stuff and start like pain shopping. So like that's huge piece. And that's a really like vulnerable piece because you are in a spot that you just want to see things black and white and that's kind of where boundaries come so like don't you know we're going to be talking about it in the do's that goes into boundaries and trust but the big don't is please please don't go into the journals 
don't snoop on them on their phones that's super disrespectful that's super disrespectful and um and uh not like not integrous yeah and and you say that with sensitivity people yes. can't like see your face or anything but like we understand the challenge of mm-hmm. not doing it but there's yes. also this tension of when you do do it does it really do anything for you yes what does so, it do for so, you so don't mm-hmm. don't do it because it doesn't actually allow your husband or spouse to heal and he's going to feel disrespected and cornered and trapped and it just mm-hmm. creates a real challenging mm-hmm. environment totally yeah and it's interesting like i'm just going to share a quick story here when uh there were a couple of times that um i stumbled actually upon uh sean sean had um i think sean sean had like a uh his he asked me to actually go on his phone and do something and i saw a message that he messaged to uh to his friend that he uh he relapsed that he didn't tell me about okay and we we had an agreement that he's gonna tell me about that and that was something that totally that was totally god's thing because Sean asked me to go on his phone and I suddenly saw that message. It wasn't like I sneaked up in his phone and tried to look for messages. It wasn't like that at all. It was actually such a such a God thing that I saw it. Mm-hmm. And you know what? If you are, you're going to, um, then those ones are boundaries. Those are the things that they're going to come up. But do you see like that, that was a time that like I didn't do anything disrespectful and I was able to confront Sean and Sean was able to see like what happened and there wasn't anything unintegrous from my part. And I was able to have a peace of mind that, yeah. yeah, like God just revealed to me what I needed to know. Yeah. Yeah. And that's a, another example of in in the stages of being addicted to porn and whatnot, like even like we said, as we got into recovery, like we didn't do these things. Like it was the don't no. do this. So like, no, totally. don't lie. Don't hide things. Don't like those are pretty obvious. And we're not going to talk about them today, but we're trying to go a little bit more maybe specific into the areas that are not so, so obvious mm-hmm. that, are, that are even more like subconscious where a lot of my clients will get into quote unquote conversations with their spouse that will always lead to an argument where there's blaming Mm -hmm. and all these things. So like, yeah, like don't blame, don't defend. These kind Mm -hmm. of things are so powerful. Um, It goes for both. Yeah. yeah, Absolutely. For for women, like, you know, the blaming game is like, it never stops. Seriously. If we just keep continuously blaming each other, it never stops. And we need to really learn to take hundred percent responsibility. Yeah, because blaming it just puts us in victim mode. Mm-hmm. And even if a betrayed spouse is or has been a victim, staying in that state isn't helpful. No. And that's the challenge, right? So Huge. like, don't defend yourself, don't justify, also goes with don't blame. That mm-hmm. would be the other side is like, oh, but you did this or mm-hmm. I didn't mean to do this. So it's really mm-hmm. that don't mm-hmm. defend, don't justify, don't blame. Um, one of the biggest things I think is really key for a, a man going through recovery is don't isolate. Because you're going to you're going to go through the roller coaster of ups and downs in your marriage and relationships in your recovery. Don't isolate because isolation only breeds more shame. Isolation only breeds more negative narratives and opportunities for Satan to get in and destroy. Mm -hmm. So don't isolate because isolation is at the root of addiction. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I think 
that would go the same for women. Don't isolate and don't like the shame part is so huge. So Shana and I are big advocates of like there's something called like a um, basically you are translating things into shame. So the problem, the difference between successful couples in recoveries and unsuccessful, I'm just going to say this, this is truth, like unsuccessful couples in, in recovery that we've seen, it's, an, it's a shame, like translating things into shame. And I want you to pay attention right now. This is huge. When I was able to realize this and when Shana and I were able to realize this, we start to think, call things out, mid conversation. Hey, please, I would, I would appreciate if you don't translate this into shame which means like if i share something with you let's say with uh, me yeah, yeah i share something with you um i expect to you to hold this and not translate this into you are a failure yeah. or you're something yeah. so if i tell you um i don't feel like you i don't i don't let's say i um I, I want something from you, um, and and you you suddenly could feel like, oh, do, don't I do this? Like, don't I do this? You know, that's actually translating. I must be a failure yes. if Helena doesn't yes. think I do this already. Yes, it has nothing to do with that. I'm just asking uh, for you know, or maybe I ask you a question about something personal. It has nothing to do with you or or things like that. Or if I'm sharing with you how I am feeling. This is huge. Okay, this is huge. If I'm sharing with you how I am feeling in betrayal, that maybe I am like there's a there's a time that I'm sharing with you, I'm like feeling super anxious, and um, I right now felt triggered in this, um, and I'm sharing with you how I'm feeling. Please, please, you guys need to learn to not translate that into shame. She is opening up to sharing with how she's finally feeling maybe she's angry and things like that she's finally opening up how she's feeling um and you turning it into this is all because of me blah 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 um and i'm a failure that's a problem instead of having a language of like oh wow she's finally opening up to me how she's truly going how she's really doing this has nothing to do with you uh, this is finally doing to do with like her expressing what's going on inside of her and you guys need to become more curious about each other how you are feeling how you're thinking instead of having a shame-based language well let's say Sean shares something with me like uh, something that was difficult for him that day instead of me going into oh it's because I'm not beautiful enough um, that's the shame language. Instead of me translating what he's saying into shame and how I suck, it's me pausing it. Okay, I'm not going to translate this into shame. Um, Sean is trying to share something that was difficult for him today. And that's a switch from shame into curiosity mm. mindset. And this is huge. This is really, really huge. So big don't is don't translate things into shame. So good. And, and there's more we could talk about. Mm -hmm. um, I'm sure there'll be some more posts or in and around this topic of, with social media and email blasts and whatnot. But yes. I think overall, just to wrap up the don'ts, it's basically don't do the things that distance you from what Christ 
calls you to do. Mm -hmm. So if we look at these don'ts we just shared, don't think you're better than you are. Christ is all about humility and service. Don't think you're fine, that you don't need help. It's only in Christ that we're saved. Don't defend yourself or justify. It's only by the death of Christ that we have anything. We can't defend ourselves because we, we killed Christ. Mm -hmm. He died for us. Don't snoop or break barriers or pain shop. Um, we can trust Christ. Usually when we do those things, we lose trust in his plan. Mm -hmm. Don't blame. Um, Christ calls us to like love our enemies, you know? <laughs> mm -hmm. Don't isolate. God is a God of relationship. Mm -hmm. And don't translate into shame. It says there's no condemnation in Christ. So we just see all of these don'ts aren't just big deals in recovery, but they're actually big deals in the foundation of your life, which is your identity in Jesus Christ. Wow. So we just really want to tie that all together because this is so much bigger when you blame your spouse or you defend yourself or whatever, you're not just causing friction in your marriage or your relationship. You're actually distancing yourself from God, the one mm -hmm. true God who can actually heal. So yes. why don't we make this a bit more exciting now and move into some of the do's? Yes, yeah. Maybe we started we a bit more heavy and I thought we could finish with some of the fun stuff, like some of the do's. And I know yeah. it sounds like do, but really, like this is growth. This is life. Um, I like to call do things as like grow things, like yeah. life things. It doesn't have to be kind of white knuckling managing things. Totally. And, and doing things doesn't have to be tasks. Yes, so absolutely. Like, surrendering to christ that's not a task mm -hmm. that's a opening and a releasing it's a posture mm -hmm. um you know forgiveness isn't something that you can just grab onto it's a heart posture it's a yes. it's a doing it's a discipline but it's also a something that you can't tangibly grab in many ways mm -hmm. so that's kind of the this is more principle-based mm -hmm. stuff and the first one is really for anybody everybody on planet earth but it's taking total ownership and responsibility for your own yes. stuff. So for your own thoughts, your own perceptions, your own words, your own yes. actions, your own life. And I am speaking to myself. I'm sure Helena's speaking to herself because mm -hmm. this is the reality is we become entitled, prideful, all these don'ts because they, they sneak back in. But one of the greatest do's we can ever do, the greatest principle is taking total ownership of our own stuff. Mm -hmm. And you're a big advocate of this, hun. So what do you what do you think about that? Absolutely. I, I am a huge, huge advocate. And this is what I uh, what I really speak and, and changed my life is really learning that I um, that circumstances in life like Sean's addiction to pornography, Sean's lying is a circumstance that I cannot control. I am out of control of this circumstance. There are certain circumstances in our lives that um, we just cannot control. And we just realize that, that there are things that, you know, somebody else is in control and there's Sean's business and then there is God's business that, you know, God, uh, God does and influences. And there are things like, you know, I can decide what I'm going to put in my mouth. I'm deciding on uh my my actions and especially my thoughts so this was a huge huge realization in my life that i cannot control what sean is doing uh with his recovery but i am in control as to how i think and what i believe what i believe how i renew my mind onto christ and this is a huge huge realization and i, I really one of the biggest things that encouraged me with sean 
that he said about about me one day was just like he said that like I became a new person when I realized that like like he he saw me as a new person when I when I just like realized that um it's, it's like I grew as a, as my own individual self. And that was one of the most encouraging things that somebody told me. And I think that it's terrible to say that, like like some, something like pornography addiction had to come into our lives, that we realized that we have our own story. And there were things I weren't taking responsible for myself. I wasn't taking, taking responsible for my own thoughts. I always wanted to blame the circumstance in my life. Like, you know what, I'm, a, I'm whatever, whatever, like... Sean stuck like you know if he wouldn't bring it in our, in our life then we wouldn't have this problem so if I feed my life and my thoughts with this in mind can you imagine how I how I was feeling and then what I was doing right so this is huge 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 100% responsibility and you do have 100% responsibility mm-hmm. for your thoughts you do you absolutely do and you also have 100% responsibility for your actions and your results and your um Feelings. Your, your feelings yeah many times yes i'm just thinking about like somebody struggling with pornography they they quit have sobriety and their wife is going through betrayal trauma and she's struggling she's being mm-hmm. triggered and whatnot and it's not to say like that only happens when she's doing all the don'ts that's going to happen regardless because yes. it's a painful journey Absolutely. and something that she didn't even choose so go back to episode 10 if you want to learn more about betrayal trauma but it's like i i'm just thinking about even myself and i don't remember because we weren't going deep into our thought life and mm-hmm. total ownership kind of stuff when we were no really oh, absolutely not i was just like i was i was a wreck like i was so angry at sean i would like throw things just want to give you an idea like i would just like be you know and that still doesn't mean that i'm like perfect today you know still like it can happen but i i am able to today realize that that's like I, I'm able to realize my my total responsibility for things instead of staying in my blaming, shifting mindset. Yeah. So I'm just thinking about, let's say a man is going through recovery. He's three months sober and his wife is just starting betrayal trauma mm-hmm. recovery and it's hard for her. And she's oh. frustrated and she's triggered and whatnot. He can choose to think, oh, like, isn't she just grateful that I'm healing? And can't she just see that? Or he can choose to say wow, what an amazing woman. She's going through recovery for what I put her through. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah. such a difference. And that is exactly. taking total ownership. Of our thoughts. And I'm constantly battling things like that. Like Helena has ADHD. And when she does something with ADHD, it's like I can choose to say, oh, mm-hmm. Helena just doesn't care. Or I can choose to say, Helena has ADHD and she cares a lot. Sometimes she just shows how she cares in different ways. And I'm so grateful for that. Yes. And imagine those two feelings, right? Like the feeling, the first thought that you had about like me don't care. Helena just doesn't care. Then you probably feel like bitter. Yeah. You feel bitter towards me. You would probably give me the cold shoulder and say something rude. And then I feel like an idiot for something that I really didn't mean to. And I do care. Right. And then, but instead of like that other thought that you're having, then you probably feel more compassionate and you will probably feel more understanding and I am not gonna feel you know I already think about myself that you know so many times I already feel like an idiot and I have a lot of time to to think of like to renew my thought life to think that 
I'm not. And so if somebody is, it, it, this is, do you know what I'm saying? trying to say? So what Sean is saying is so true. And this goes for, for you know, I just want to also say, if you're a woman and really struggling, and this is a, this is a trauma thing, okay? I just want to reiterate this. This is not some sort of hype up, you know, junk that you're going to tell yourself you're feeling great and then you feel great. This is not what I'm talking about. This is not some sort of mantra thing. Um, this is really understanding our thought life, our belief system, our, you know, what actually has affected you and your story with what your husband has uh, revealed and the lies and everything so understanding the trauma is really a base of what where you need to start and um, and voicing your pain voicing what's been happening this is not some sort of you know hype up stuff and the way actually though we can understand is 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 to actually take responsibility that and realize that wow no I and taking responsibility is also having compassion for ourselves that's huge right? Like I'm taking responsibility for myself. That means I have a compassion for what I have been put through as well. And this is really hard on my body, on my thought, on my, on my mind, on everything. And I, I need, I need the support. So this is where we all need to start. And, you know, throughout your life, you're going to realize many times that we really need to start taking ownership of things that we need to take ownership for. Yeah. It's a constant learning lesson that yes. Juan and I are always going through because it's principle based. Mm -hmm. And if we just need to continue to go back to that principle. Mm -hmm. So that would be do number one. Mm -hmm. That would be for both, for anybody and everybody on planet Earth. Um, number two, I, I think it's definitely for both, but especially for the one going through pornography recovery is to be 100% vulnerable, honest and transparent. And that's going to be with your spouse and she can set boundaries of what she wants to know and doesn't want to know. But that's also with uh, allies, with your coach, your mentor, your sage, if you will, and start sharing what's going on in your day to day, not just mm -hmm. your relapses, but like, hey, I was really bitter at work today. Hey, I was really struggling with anxiety this morning. Like those are the kind of things start getting 100% honest about the things that lead you to relapse, lead you to anger, lead you to unforgiveness and have people in your corner that you feel safe with, that you mm -hmm. can share these things because that's going to be a huge, huge thing because one of the don'ts is isolate. So to, to, to combat that, we need to find one or two safe people that we can be 100% honest with, real with and vulnerable with. Yes. Oh, so good, hon. So good. Um... Yeah, what, what, um, what I wanted to share on this part is like the really, really important part that I already mentioned before was to trust that the person that, that you are, that your husband or your partner is um, having a coach and that he's taking, um, you first need to trust the Lord and then you need to trust the fact that there's somebody else taking them through a process that might take months, okay? This can take, seriously, six months to just see um, some, some some people literally take six months to, to just see some sort of sobriety behavior uh, changes. It takes two to five years to rewire the brain. So that I am talking long term. So there needs to be a lot of patience. So the do's is that you haven't gone through, many women haven't gone through pornography addiction in that extent. So 
it's really important to understand that this is going to take time and you need to trust the whoever you know if, if Sean is your uh, your partner's coach he has got results and you need to trust the process that he is his coach and it's his jobs to to help your husband you're not his coach you are his wife so this is really important you guys to, to realize that you are not you're not your husband's coach you're your husband's wife that means you you have a re- different responsibility for him than and he also needs to learn to take responsibility and so that's that's through failure that's through you know figuring things out and the second thing so you trust your coach you have your coach or you're going through a program that you can actually understand what's uh, what's happening and and uh on 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 your level and taking your time for for healing and trust the process as well and um yeah this is this is really important just to to have trust in the lord and to trust the process that it takes time and this could be really really hard i totally understand that but you cannot seriously you're gonna drive yourself nuts i tried that and i totally drive myself nuts because i thought i have to be sean's savior I'm not Sean Savior. He needs to take responsibility for himself. I'm not there to check off his boxes and to make sure he does all these things that, no, he needs to figure out on his own and figure out with his coach and I needed to trust that. That took me a long time, but when I did, it was just so relieving to me. Um, and also the second thing I wanted to mention is that the big doo-doo is uh, to send- The big doo-doo. The big doo-doo. <laughs> 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 I like that one. <laughs> That's a funny one. <laughs> oh man, I did not mean doo doo, but the big to do <laughs> is um, it's the set boundaries, which could be sometimes a big to do. <laughs> no, but seriously, um, yeah, boundaries are huge. So, like, learning to set boundaries, um, and I'm not saying boundaries are not to like intimidate the other person and to do them to do your husband what you want them to do. Uh, boundaries are in a done in a healthy way are benefiting your husband and are benefiting you. It's not a one way street. Okay, so this is really, really, really important to understand boundaries. Um, I have. A really great system of like how to create boundaries and a 24-hour tell policy that I really recommend uh, in my um, in my program and that I really recommend all couples to to go through and and wives to 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 understand and to set so um, it's the beneath the skin program that you can you can take and the boundaries are in there that that's like how and what are healthy boundaries and how to set them it's all in there so this is huge part of do I, I I wish I would have learned this earlier so how to set healthy boundaries because I didn't know what the healthy boundaries were I thought kind of like it's kind of like managing and I hated that I didn't want to manage Sean so I was just like I'm gonna avoid boundaries all over um, but then I, I learned healthy boundaries and learn also the 24 hour tell policy, like, okay, what we are going to, what I want Sean to know. Um, it's all in my program. So yeah. if you want to uh, go through that, um, it's, it, there's going to be a link in the show notes. Yeah. And that goes back to the hundred percent honesty, transparency Absolutely. and vulnerability. It's like the 24 hour tell policy is basically the betrayed spouse setting up what she wants to know mm-hmm. in a 24 hour period. So 
if the husband watches something or does something that's on that that list, he tells her within 24 hours. Yes. And that's a benefit for both of them. Yeah, because there could be, I'm just telling you right now, Sean and I had a very blurred lines as to what it meant. Like, what does it mean for Sean? Sean was like, oh, I didn't know you wanted to know that. Yeah, I, of course I wanted to know that. And it's just like, and I, you know, I was just like upset because, but that was on me because I did not, I wasn't clear as to what I wanted to know. Like, I totally get it. I totally get it why he wouldn't, why he wasn't thinking that he needs to share that with me. And it is something that was benefiting me and was benefiting Sean to know that. So that's why it's really, really important to, to have that transparency and to actually, okay, this is black and white and we actually signed it. So like, it's, it's a signed date and we both signed it and we agree that this would be great for me to know and Sean has um and and there is some sort of like uh, accountability to like hey you said that you were gonna share this with me I actually was clear about this mm-hmm. totally yep and and then a don't would be in there is don't forget about that because mm-hmm. um, it's easy to because addicts develop the brain of a pathological liar they develop the brain of hiding and a lot of addicts have an insecure attachment. Mm-hmm. So it's something that I grew up with an addict brain. So it's something that I'm constantly uh, faced with as well. Mm-hmm. And it's constantly on the mind of, yeah, this is laid out. This is something to follow. There is mm-hmm. no hiding mm-hmm. and it's very clear and cut. So that's really helpful. Hun. Um, oh, the next one. So powerful. Do what you say you're going to do. Like men, frick, step up, like stop making these empty promises. Stop saying you're going to do things and then just weasel out, pee your pants and sit in the corner. Like, come on guys, like do what you say you're going to do. We just did a podcast last week about doing recovery versus attending. We just see so many people, I think Christians, especially because we live in this culture of like grace there's no need for works i don't have to do anything i'm just saved by grace and god is so good i can just watch netflix all day every day it's like no 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 like the book of james was written to people like you (laughs) that we actually show how much we love christ by our works we don't earn salvation through works but we show how deeply moved we are by the love of jesus through how we live our lives so show your wife that you are doing what you say you're going to do be a man of your word please do that mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. what do you think hun yeah i think it's the same thing like you know i think we can get really lazy kind of comfortable with where we are at and even that means that like we kind of become grow hopeless, right? Like we grow hopeless of our situation. And I think that is so sad. And I really pray against that. Like it's seriously, there is hope for everyone and everything in every situation. And I think just like, um, yeah, I just really want to pray that, that uh, you guys see hope and that it's not, it's not all lost. And it's, yeah, like we both need to learn to step up and um i would have one last thing that i would want to share for um the big do and that is uh to learn about pornography addiction and to learn about the addiction um sexual addiction this is huge you guys this is huge huge for women they think that they know what it is and 
Um, so the same way that you learn about betrayal trauma and you learn about your healing, the same way I want you to learn about your husband's healing and what they're going through, what's happening with their mind, if they burn. And I'm not saying just read it one article and it's done. That's not what how you do it. I really want you to start paying attention and to find time to make time to create time for you to learn about your husband. And that is going to grow your compassion for him and for his healing. So, you know, many times you're going to get advice as to like, you know, focus only on your healing, blah, blah, blah. Yes, you're focusing on your healing. And I was saying like you focus on your recovery and you're 100% responsible for yourself. That means also, though, that you're learning about your husband and what they're going through, what what's happening in their lives, what is, you know, how are they healing? What's the process? What actually is happening? That was huge for me when I learned what Sean was going through. And so um, also, like, I would say it did help me that I had my own healing journey. It helped ton for me to, uh, you know, to have compassion for him was because I actually understand from one point that when I was um, struggling with pornography and that is huge because I was able to have compassion for Sean and that helped tremendously our healing on both parts because it wasn't just like only my part it was me understanding what Sean was going through and his addiction and so how I can respond to him um, with understanding and compassion and so really really encouraged there's going to be uh, also two books in the show notes one is um from um eddie caparucci on uh, the inner child uh in the child work um and then the second one is unwanted by jay stringer so those ones are two books i would highly recommend um i feel like i benefited probably more from eddie caparucci and the inner child understanding i feel like that helped me but um uh, unwanted is also amazing to be able to understand kind of the whole concept of unwanted sexual behavior and the whole understanding so this is not to excuse your husband this is to 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 learn and just to, to be like okay so he's just like this is all and you're gonna start walking on tippy toes around him that's not what it is this is just to grow compassion to be able to have conversations with each other about what's what's happening and to actually understand the whole process totally and Unwanted is really an incredible book that can be read from a woman or male male perspective. Absolutely. So Jay did incredible intensive research. Um, Eddie wrote for men, but it's applicable to women as well. Mm-hmm. And it's what's cool because even when you help women with material trauma, what you do is you help them realize they have their own sexual story. So yes. reading this, um, these books is actually going to help them in their own sexual journey as well which is so cool Mm -hmm. and then and then guys learning about betrayal trauma is so important um i knew nothing about betrayal trauma so many clients i sit down with think they know what their wife is going through but they have no idea so reading listening to podcasts doing the things to learn like what what kind of like ptsd experiences is she having what triggers her and why what can you do for her when she gets dysregulated Mm -hmm. and a great book for that is intimate deception by Dr. Carrie Sheffer. Is that right? Yes. Or Sherry mm-hmm. Keffer. Sherry Keffer. Sherry Keffer. I always get it. I always <laughs> switch it around. It'll be in the show notes. Doesn't really matter if I say it right or wrong. You'll have the link. But that's an amazing book. And 
guys, it's so helpful to learn what our wives are going through because I think it helps us have a longer term mindset. It helps us have a servant mindset. And I think it helps us have a compassion that is really hard to offer and we don't understand why they can't trust us. Why are why is she accusing me again? Oh, wow, now that makes sense. Mm-hmm. I can give her grace. I can just keep doing what I said I would do, being obedient to the call that Christ has on my life. Mm-hmm. So again, there's more do's and don'ts, of course, but to keep this within like 45 minutes to an hour and giving you like the big principle, the, the meat of the topic, we thought those would be the most helpful practical ones. Yes. And we hope that this has been helpful because mm-hmm. these are things that we see work when they're done well. Oh, absolutely. The do's, the, yes. big, the big doo-doos. And <laughs> we need to realize that those don'ts are really dangerous. And we did those for far too long. So we are experts in the don'ts and we've become experts in the do's. So we know both sides of the coin and we sure love to live in the do's much more than the don'ts because we see that our marriage thrives, our sexuality thrives, mm-hmm. our clients thrive when we're doing well. And we just feel so close to the Lord when those happen. So as we always end, we want to reiterate that our failures can be your success. So God bless. God bless and lots of love. Hey, if you found value from this episode, it would be amazing if you would consider leaving a five-star review. That way you are contributing to this podcast being able to be seen by more people and extend their reach so others can see and hear the value that you just got. And hey, hit subscribe. That way you will get episodes right to your inbox, right to your library as soon as they come out. So thank you so much for tuning in. God bless.